Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. And now, episode two, Sticks and Stones. And Kudzu. Um, before we get started, because this was recorded before we had any patrons, we got to do our patron shout out. Yes, we have three awesome supporters on Patreon. We have Melissa. Tamara. And Joanne. Yay! Thank you guys so, so, so much. And definitely, if you're not on our Patreon yet, definitely check us out there. For just a dollar a month, you can get probably 15 to 30 minutes extra ghost stories. So Every go. week between our shows. Yeah. So go check that out for sure. Cursed episode two. Did we come up with a name? Uh, we didn't, didn't we? Local no. haunts. Uh... So local, we're we're keeping in what working with local, work with with what you got around you supplies and stuff. Yeah. Yes, like farm to altar or some shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of like um, that organic uh, witchcraft or something. I don't know. We'll we'll come up with a good one. Pesticide free, <laughs> <Yeah>. non GMO. <laughs> All right. So hi guys, how are you? It's Cricket and Bones here again. Uh, we're going to talk at you a little bit, and we're going to discuss how to practice witchcraft with, with what you got around you instead of having to run over to, you know, the store. Europe. Yeah. Unless you live in Europe. Do we have yeah. a reach that far yet? No. Uh, no, probably not. But if you do... The ideas are the same. <laughs> if you want to send us uh, chocolate. <laughs> English chocolate. Mm, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not big on... I'm not big on Cadbury. It's too, yeah, it's like, it's, they're really big into Cadbury and it's all super like waxy and dairy. I like really Uh, like dark chocolate, like built chocolate. So when we were in Ireland um, for our honeymoon, uh, Mm -hmm. we went to this little chocolate shop. There was Jameson fudge. So we're like, yeah, yeah, fucking down. But it wasn't what you thought it was. It was fudge that wasn't sweet and just tasted like whiskey. So Tori didn't like it. Well, I liked it. And it was like, if you ever wanted to chew, if you ever wanted to chew your whiskey, that's where you go. And then we went back and got chocolate fudge with whiskey in it, which was satisfied that craving. One of the things that we touched on in the last episode, if you listened in order, if you're like that kind of person. Like me. um, Who (laughs) has like me. Yeah. Start at the pilot episode. Then, you know, we talked a lot about walking out your back door, working with spirits around you, things like that. That is in the same vein as this episode, which is working with all your local plants and herbs, things like that, how to work within your community and work mm-hmm. with your community, because uh, everybody needs a village witch. Yeah. And um, sometimes there's a bunch of them. Yeah, you don't have to go buy Sometimes some... you have a village of witches. Yes. And you don't have to go buy some weird, like, fucking herb that grows on the backside of some mountain in a country you've never heard of. You can go and grab... Like, what did I say last time? Kudzu? Because there's a lot of that around here. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is. I've never used it. For one, and this is a total tie-in to the first episode, you should go listen to it, is honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up, 
is fucking everywhere here, mm-hmm. and it smells great. It tastes great because you pull off the little flowers and you'd like bite off the end and like suck out like the tiniest drop of nectar. So it's everywhere, and mm-hmm. I've always liked the smell of it. So it wasn't until recently a friend of mine um, was making a was distilling a tea out of honeysuckle leaves um, or petals or whatever. We started looking at the properties of it, and uh, it's good for spirit work. Mm-hmm. So that's another little homegrown instinct thing where it's like. Uh, when I started working with um, Hecate, the idea of finding, uh, Googling and finding the 101 kind of basic associations and things like that, you see a ton of them. What you didn't see and what I decided to use for some reason was lavender. It wasn't until later uh, I found out that that was connected to her, which it would make sense. Um, I can see it being in that whole Mediterranean area, but it's not something that was prevalent mm-hmm. and it felt right and I used it and I got some real quick uh, response there. And now there's always lavender around uh, my house. It's something like that that uh, that you'll use like an instinct. So um, maybe that, um, well, maybe not the fungus or mushroom because you could end up doing something to yourself. But That's like true. that maybe, little thing you find outside is interesting. Maybe don't eat just anything. Well, okay, but... don't eat it. But um, <laughs> yeah, taste it you, first. Um, you have to lick it before you eat it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Parks and Rec reference again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, when I talked about my familiar... Um, it is April Ludgate. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Have um, you seen, speaking of uh, Aubrey Plaza, have you seen The Little Hours on Netflix? I? No, I don't With Aubrey Plaza. Oh, 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 oh. <gasps> Go watch it. Go home and watch it. You have homework. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, she'll, for all intents and purposes, she's my familiar now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to um, hang out with us. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, the honeysuckle, like that's, something I grew up and I was familiar with so to find out you can use it in witchcraft imagine how excited I am yeah. to find that there's a little nook bush of it growing in my backyard yep you'd be surprised how much is out there and uh, you don't even have to have a book confirm it for you if you feel like it's useful for something then use it for that yeah absolutely um, I mean if we want to go back into like kudzu and stuff like that kudzu is kudzu would be great for I want to say prosperity magic because think of how quickly it grows oh, and multiplies shit. I like and, that. yeah and it's green yeah which here that it connects to money here and by the way kudzu the is edible it doesn't taste all that great yeah but it I, is heard edible. From, I heard from out and brown that you can eat it like a salad that's right yeah it's it's not great tasting he's but you also can eat one it. of my familiars yes oh my god love him yeah. um not desperate at all total total science nerd <laughs> yes but yeah. i like that idea with kudzu yeah so you could use it for that and i mean it's it's damn near impossible to kill oh yeah so, you can't fucking kill it so your yeah wallet will never yeah. Let's go get some right now. I know, right? Um, so, and I mean, it just keeps growing back. You have to go in at the root and cut it out and get it all, or it will come back. And it's drought resistant and everything else. So it was originally brought over here from Japan, I want to say. Yes, yes. Uh, to so. help, because we clear cut so many trees away in uh, with logging and stuff like that in the Carolinas that we had an issue with erosion with all the rain and stuff crops were literally being washed out so they brought in the kudzu and as a as a form of um yeah it's this weird thing like where you protector. fuck with the uh, in- environment and the and, ecosystem and shit happens and then you try to bring in something else it's the whole it's invasive um, and yeah what's the thing about uh the old lady who swallowed a fly and like you keep oh yeah because it's like okay well you've got like uh 
we've brought in this invasive species. Let's we need to bring in this to get rid of it. And now these have exploded. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, yeah. But now kudzu is um, our native plant. I mean, it should be the state flower <laughs> it's because it's more prevalent than dogwood. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's our. It should be our state plant because it, it is should. it is everywhere it is um we don't even recognize it anymore i don't even pay attention to it anymore. i know it's just my mom has a huge patch of it that's growing in her backyard that is full of wasps and is pulling down the back fence again oh, yeah again oh. every year every summer this is a fight and it's not even on like her property but whoever owns that property doesn't take care of it so it becomes a problem for us so yeah, it's, it's all those spirits they pissed off because they oh didn't my God, I know. take care of it. With that, you mentioning dogwoods, my grandfather loved dogwoods. So if I ever wanted to like do something there mm-hmm. with that, there's a couple in my yard. Mm-hmm. I would just that would associate with him. It, you know, it's a personal connection. Yeah, but I'm also sitting here going, you know, I, I've always heard that you shouldn't bring dogwood inside the house. Oh, well, I haven't heard that. Is that a bad thing? I've heard it's like a, it's a really really bad thing. Oh, we'll have to look at that up. Yeah. Or if somebody knows why, you can tell us. It's I, I, I'm not sure why, but that's just something that I've always heard is that you, sh- you shouldn't bring dogwood inside the house or it can bring, like, misfortune. Don't so. bring kudzu in the house. It'll Definitely don't do that. Plus, it's full of bees. <laughs> Actually, and speaking of bees, I like the connections with bees. Um, they are, I mean, so connected to everything. Um, mm-hmm. You can connect them to Hecate and stuff, but it's just, like, now more than ever the appreciation and the respect and like Mm -hmm. the education that's out there now about uh, why they're so important honey i use in so many offerings oh me too um and i mean everything loves it yeah the yeah you can go get the little teddy bear looking uh honey jar from your grocery store or um you can find local honey um Mm -hmm. which tastes so much better it really does and not only that but if you're actually consuming it yourself too it helps with allergies it does because it's exposing you to you know the local like flora and, and helps you build up a tolerance someone like me who's allergic to all sorts of things <laughs> um that would be very helpful so yeah honey i always throw in some honey on any offering and it's just yeah it's a good it, and you can use it in um one of my favorite things is a honey pot spell yeah or a honey jar and literally all you do is uh if you want to sweeten somebody to you Mm -hmm. you can write their name down put that in a jar fill that with honey Mm -hmm. and then give it a shake every now and then kind of put those intentions out there you can do the same thing with a vinegar jar for the opposite effect Mm -hmm. um or urine if you want been there done that yeah (laughs) Um, so you could put anything in a jar with somebody's name in it and there's a use for that yeah yeah and honey um like I said, I don't know if you find any um, local, they seem to be more prevalent now, but beekeepers or something, um, if you can get from them, yeah, kind of support um, that. Honestly, a lot of beekeepers or even farmers themselves will have beehives that they'll tend to uh, in order to help their crops flourish. Mm-hmm. So maybe check out your local farmer's markets and stuff like that. That's one of the best places that I go to, number For one, sure. get fresh produce or, you know, local like artisan goods like baked breads and stuff like that. I think there's actually a lady who comes who sells the honey, but then will also sell like beeswax candles and stuff that she's put in like yeah. really beautiful molds and things. All kinds of stuff. I, I love going to the farmer's market. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, you can find all sorts of stuff. We've gotten basil from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back into what we mentioned about working with plant spirits and getting to know those plants. Mm-hmm. Um, 
go to your farmer's market, find something local that's tied to that area, you know, take care of it and yeah. use it in your spells. Basil is good for all sorts of things. You know, it's just kind of being aware of your surroundings and that kind of thing, because um, sometimes we're so busy and, and again, a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Like I look around here, you don't have a backyard. Mm-hmm. Because you live in apartments, mm-hmm. but you, are, I have, you still have access to yeah. all that you can want with. Yeah, so uh, you know there are lots of local parks and graveyards and stuff like that in the mm-hmm. area that I'll go to and frequent. Because around here, because I'm in such a historic district, there's lots of old graveyards that are within walking distance of me, which is really neat. I can go and I can walk to some of these graveyards and. There'll be any number of flora and and stuff that I can use because they're tending it and they're tending it as a garden. So there'll be all kinds of flowering things and herbs and all kinds of stuff. So maybe check out something like that. See if there's something like that in your area because I love doing things like that. Uh, Another easy thing um, that I've got here or no, like, same thing with kind of plants. And I'm not the greatest mm-hmm. at this, but um, learn, like, your local trees. Mm-hmm. Um, learn their associations. Mm-hmm. Um, they're already there. Um, we have oak trees in our yard, and um, mm-hmm. oak is so much, is so good for everything. Yeah. And we have, a, we have a pine tree in the front with a ton of deadfall. Mm-hmm. And guess w- what fuels our Yule and Halloween Samhain bonfires is the deadfall that I cut up. For Yule Logs, uh, we do that every year. Pine is always a good one mm-hmm. for the upcoming year and for uh, prosperity. And not just money-wise, but like health and happiness and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. We just use the pine in my yard. We don't have to cut down a tree. It's just already fallen off. Yeah. Um, you de- we decorate it. There's a holly bush in our yard. I take clippings of that. There's some, uh, I think it's like a type of cypress. Mm-hmm. It's got those cute little pine cones on it. Oh, I take cute. those and put wrap them on them. And then, like, the big pine cones, like, you can use those, too, for stuff that falls. So you don't even have to, like, grow or buy or something. Just use what is around you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the big things, too, is I think that recently witchcraft has become very commercialized. And it's been all about, you know, buying certain things. You know, I, I mean, let's look at the infamous Sephora witch kit. You know what I mean? Like... There's a commercialness and a, and a shallowness to that that I, I I didn't appreciate because I feel like it's it's making this work that I practice a commodity. And it is very valuable, but it doesn't mean that it should be sold at a big box chain store. And I think, you know, with the rise of social media and Instagram and everything, I, I feel like everybody feels like your witchcraft has to be super pretty. You have to have the prettiest altar tools. You have to have the prettiest stones. You have to it's have... It's just like the lunch, um, taking pictures of your lunch. Yeah. Or you food know, or whatever. It's it's still it's still going to do the job. You know, it, it really should only be pretty if it makes it more special and more powerful to you. You know, otherwise the work is work. It's going to work whether it's, you know, with the $30 specially made candle that you bought from some, you know, witch on Etsy and your, you know, non-GMO locally grown, you know, rose petals and this and that and the other. Or, you know, the the rose petals that you got out of the bargain bin at the grocery store because the roses were already half dead and uh, the candle you got from the dollar store. 
witchcraft is witchcraft and it doesn't always have to be you know perfectly set up altars and I mean honestly sometimes the best thing you can do and the best witchcraft you can do is to just tell, tell somebody to fuck off anyway so yeah but sometimes <laughs> treat yourself sometimes treat yourself because i mean i'm guilty of taking pictures of stuff not because i think it's pretty oh, but bitch but me like, too <laughs> but like okay so i'll have this you, like you've you've seen me post online yeah, yeah. I, I do it it's and bad. um but you, but what you don't see is that i didn't take pictures of me digging the hole burying the poppet mm-hmm. saying my curses mm-hmm. um cleaning it in the dirt out from under my nails covered in ashes mm-hmm. all in all just fucking like you know, bringing all the that hammer back that's in. still covered in red clay mud from where I had to right. have something to but dig I'll, out the hole. Yeah, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll take a picture of the candle and the um, honey that I left. But you know, don't but don't I get like, caught up. I like having those visual reminders because every time I think about it, I charge it a little bit. I send it a little mm-hmm. bit of juice. You know. Yeah. So. But speaking of that, like dirt mm-hmm. was on my list of things yeah. to cover. Um, and, and burying. all kinds of different kinds of dirt too. Yeah. And yeah. Um, red clay is everywhere here. Yeah. Um, there's many of uh, uses for it. I don't really have any around me. Um, what I, I like to bury stuff to to make it permanent or finalize it mm. or disperse it. Mm-hmm. It works the same as burning. Yeah. But um, I'm not as connected to the element of fire. I love it, but uh, I'm not <laughs> See, like, like some I'm... of my friends that are like pyromaniacs over here. Uh, like me. <laughs> yeah. But He's like, about I like to bury things in the dark to never be seen again. That's a oh, very like I earthy, like yeah, earthy elemental thing to do. And something dug up my little meat poppet I buried. But somebody else had plans, I guess. Raccoons, probably. Well, you know what? Now that raccoon is noshing on it. So, I mean, oh, yeah. tearing it limb from limb. It ended up the same way. That's <laughs> it right. It just, um, it came, it was a little zombie uh, meat poppet that got out of the grave. Like the like we mentioned last episode, the graveyard dirt. Okay, so I got some from this really pretty uh, cemetery in Savannah. Uh, mm-hmm. Bonaventure? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I like it. You know what? I'm it guilty almost of feels not so having, special that I, you don't want to use it. Right? And, yeah. But I'm also guilty of the fact that, like, I don't have any graveyard dirt right now from a local cemetery. Mm-hmm. What am I even doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I'll give you a right. mason jar and send you up to Oakwood. Do, do as I say. <laughs> not as I do. Not as I do. Yeah. But no, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't have it. I just need to go out there and get and it. And get it. Graveyard dirt's good for protection. I know everybody hears it. And it sounds scary, and it sounds evil and spooky, and um, you can use it in curses, but uh, its best use is for protection. And like we mentioned in the spirit episode, um, if you get it, you know, be respectful, be mindful, leave your offering, mm-hmm. um, ask permission, be thankful, be careful where you get it from, because if you get it from someone's grave, it's going to be tied to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, collect graveyard dirt from wherever you go. Yeah. Um, so, but- so how would you recommend to somebody who's completely new? How would you recommend to them to use it for protection? Oh, you can sprinkle it in your food. No, uh, <laughs> what I like to do is use it in like mojo bags okay, or yeah. like a little uh, thing. You can um, like you'll put it in vials. I, I like to add it just a tiny bit to like different incenses I make for yeah. people or herb blends. I think just even kind of having it and it sounds weird. Not playing with it. Putting getting your, some, your fingers in yeah, it. Yeah, and just yeah. kind of like feeling it. And it's, you're not only connecting to the uh, the associations with graveyard dirt as being protection, but what else are you doing? You're grounding yourself because you're yeah. putting your hands in dirt and you're feeling that cool mm-hmm. soil. Now, um, 
So the coffin nails, those are the other thing that sounds scary. Mm -hmm. And they're very good for cursing, but they're Mm -hmm. even better for protection. You'd be hard-pressed to come across coffin nails, legitimate ones. So the best thing that you can do is find some cool little nails. They can be fancy-looking square head nails. They can be nails from Walmart. I don't give a shit. (laughs) But if you bury those, or bury them, if you put them in a jar with the graveyard dirt... And you leave them a little bit, kind of put some intent there. Then you've essentially got your coffin nails. And that's what, when you see those being sold online or in a metaphysical shop or witch shop, that's that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you're lucky if you find actual coffin nails. Or if you dig deep enough and you can get them yourself. But um, Well, I mean, I'm not going to... For a nail. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of, you're symbolizing the nail as being buried in cemetery dirt. That makes it a coffin nail. Mm-hmm. So those are good. I like to tie those in little equal arm crosses yeah. with like a red string. Put those in a mojo bag. Those make a really good, like a protection kind of warding off. And you can use them in curses too. Nothing mm-hmm. like, I mean, driving a nail into something. Somebody's hey. name or a piece of paper. Or and, a piece um, of raw meat. Yeah, just like shutting that <laughs> shit down. Yeah, been there. No exceptions. Um, and like, did the raccoon take the nails too? I could use those. I mean. But, um, so I've, I find myself going through a lot of nails and it's just so fucking weird it's luckily i don't have a like a flat tire from them i'm like shit i need more nails yeah and then my friend was nice enough to give me a bag that he had found of these really cool looking old nails oh and, cool um, he keeps asking me about them and i don't know what i did with them oh no they've not been changed into coffin nails but they're somewhere um i'll find them when i need You'll them it was them, probably yeah. a you know a spirit, yeah, a spirit that came and wanted to borrow like, right, for a minute. Calm down. Yeah, but yeah, you talked about putting the the equal arm like coffin nail and the graveyard dirt in like a. I, I immediately saw a red mojo bag and like hanging it over the front door. You know, like that would be perfect to like ward off any kind of negativity or whatever from entering your house. And and now, so my mojo bag, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I had it like custom made off somebody at Etsy, mm-hmm. but I had them use copperhead skin. Because you know what's around here is fucking copperheads. And a copperhead, if you think of venomous snake, now, again, they said it was like an ethical thing, so I'm hoping Mm -hmm. it's not. But, eh, you know, sometimes you get in these gray areas. But if you can can find out and make sure your sources are ethical, please do that. Like, we're not advocating kill these animals just to get a witchcraft part. Because you can find bones. Like, we'll get into that in a minute about Mm -hmm. all the bones and stuff we find out in the woods. A copperhead is very prevalent around these parts mm-hmm. um and copperhead's pretty prevalent in a lot of most places, of the country but, right. like my my brother's got a mountain kansas and stuff so but it's not like some kind of exotic thing that you're not going to be right you know um so if i want to connect to the spirit of of copperhead work with that i can i think I, in my current mojo bag i've also got a little um rattlesnake fang in a vial Ooh. um that was gifted to me by my wife some wolf fur that she found Ooh, in new orleans cool. um that actually comes locally from us uh somewhere in the mountains um oh the, the, sanctuary. the wolf sanctuary yeah. Yeah, yeah and they sell um the shed fur mm-hmm. and that a portion of that money goes back to fund the sanctuary yeah now <laughs> wolf fur is good for <laughs> protection mm-hmm. pack mentality mm-hmm. and um stuff like that so i like to put that in um, stuff I give people for protection. You know, that's a local critter. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. She picked it up in uh, New Orleans and um, it comes from the wolf sanctuary here in our state. Mm-hmm. But little things like that. So when we say local, don't think, okay, it has to be in my backyard or around my vicinity. 
if you can explore it, you can find it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, we go to the mountains all the time. And that's uh, oh, about, I bring stuff home all the time. Right. That's about an hour, two hour drive for us. If you live near the beach, my wife has all the shells and sand mm-hmm. you can think of from, I mean. All kinds of different beaches coast. and water and stuff like that. Right. I, and I, she's friends a big, bring me back yeah. stuff all the time. She eats that shit up. So we've got, I've got snake skins. I've got mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Even at work, there was this entire snake skin from the tail all the way to the head, completely intact. I was like, wow. I found it at work. And That's it, nice. And it's weird. So, I mean, and you could just look around and stuff and, and find things. Um, things will speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, Quartz Hill and all the different quartz out there. Mm-hmm. How many things of quartz do we have that we found? Because like, ooh, pretty. Yeah. Ooh, pretty. Yeah, you can go buy that $50 chunk of quartz. Or, or you could go to your favorite waterfall and pick up a, a really smooth, pretty stone that calls to you. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not as saying not to buy the, it's okay. the quartz. Yeah. You can. Why but not like, both? Right. Why not do both? Por que no las dos? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like that idea. And that kind of went off into the mojo bag. The more I was thinking about it, I'm like, my mojo bag's full of some real local kind of yeah tied into that. Do it but, yourself. Yeah. So that's how I would use graveyard dirt. Yeah. Minus the tangent. <laughs> but that's how I use it. Don't, it doesn't even have to be graveyard dirt. Use your dirt. If you want to feel grounded and you want to carry a little piece of you from somewhere, you know, take a little bit of the dirt. Do I would do the same thing. I would still leave a little offering. The thing is with the graveyard, the reason you would leave a tobacco or uh, pennies or whiskey is because, um, especially in the South, the big thing, and we touched on, was uh, whiskey and bourbon is a big offering for mm-hmm. them. Tobacco, I mean, it's so local here and it's grown here. Mm-hmm. And I smoke, so that's always handy. Mm-hmm. Um Plus, it's, it's sacred to, you know, a lot of the native tribes that were here in the area yes. as well. Right. So they used it as an offering as well. So that's a tradition so that goes back So you can use sage, but like, us. Yeah. try some tobacco. Yeah. Go smoke a cigarette, children. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> we're already in trouble. This is our second one. You can get tobacco leaves dried out and shed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be um, a menthol cigarette. But, um, <laughs> you know, but use I mean, what you got. Yeah. Use, use what you have on hand. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing about, you know, my witchcraft is, is it turns out being a lot more like MacGyver. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I am on that same level. Yeah. So it's like, I'd much rather go out and grab some sticks from the yard and use that than get it, have to get dressed, go all the way down to the shop. You know what I mean? So I just use what I have on hand. Going and grabbing spices and stuff that I have in the cabinet, you know, grabbing some chili powder, hot footing the uh, the bugs that were uh, had, that had been tormenting me for the past three months. Uh, as I was moving out, I hot footed them and made them move to uh, where my roommate, the guy who owned the house, was because he refused to acknowledge that they were even there and tried to even blame me for bringing them in. So I said. I see you, fool. You don't want to treat it? You want to leave me here in the house with that shit while I have the flu? Nah. So I put some chili powder down, and lo and behold, two weeks later, he had the bed bugs, and he had to tent the house. So, I mean... It works on all sorts of things. Yeah. So, I mean, you do what you got to do. And and I think that's... I, I think necessity is the mother of invention and i think it's really about you know you can't use mccormick herbs like you don't have to be uh, yeah. so um, uh, there have been many times when i've gone in there and been like i know that there's like lavender and herbs de provence that'll work you know 
you do the best with what you got and I, I would much rather go outside and and work some magic with a with a stick H- have you seen chilling adventures of sabrina uh yes okay the one of the first episodes where she's calling her familiar and she's winding the thread mm-hmm. around that yeah that's one of the most beautiful scenes in that whole show i say yeah like of course i watched but i have not watched the second season have you yet not? no the it's the first se- episode and, and the first season. no i know but i yeah. mean like i haven't you watch the, the newer one so it's like oh, i'm not okay. as okay. on point as i sound like i am but yes i've watched the first season for what it is like there's a lot of stuff in there that you could tell they did some some research well actually a lot of their writers are actually pagan oh i see i didn't know yeah that. so a lot of their writers are actually pagan and i think matt oren uh actually sat down and did an interview with one of the the writers of the show oh. who wrote a lot of the spells and stuff and he's a practicing pagan well, isn't that nice? Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of neat to see that sort of thread of, of real witchcraft through, a, you know, a Hollywood made for muggles kind of show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm surprised it's so popular because some of that shit in there is like, I know I'm about it. Yeah. But, but... Like, now um, <laughs> we've got the first collection of the, the comic version of that. Oh, and, nice. Um, I've not read it yet. Yeah, it's it's like you just don't expect it it's kind of cool though yeah we i mean we've made my friends made gifted us pentagrams made out of twigs and vines and to hang around the house you know there is a place for uh manufactured items and go into your local store but and that's the difference here we they're probably a little easier to find now you had to kind of deal with like your um local metaphysical store which was kind of like new agey and mm-hmm. maybe if you're lucky you could find something and then we're we're fortunate enough to have one um near us that has like that idea of kind of what we would consider like essentials of i need some more of this herb or i need an iron spike because uh, my house has the iron spike protections all around it um the railroad spikes put some sigils on there anoint them put them down protect your shit so it's not like I said, it's not too um, hard to, to find all of this stuff, especially for people starting out that think, because uh, we were we were there, uh, that think you have to have this, this, and this on your altar, and yeah. I need to spend money. It's not to say I haven't spent money on... Well, I've dropped some bank. Yeah. But at the same time, I have bouquets of, you know, hydrangeas that I went and picked out of somebody's backyard or something, you know, hanging yeah. up on the wall. Sometimes you have to trespass. And... I, I mean... You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do crimes and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Be gay, do witchcraft. You yeah. Know. It's it's frequent that I'll just like pick up an herb or I'll pick up a stone or something like that that I see. Uh, I'll pick up a... I do a lot of work with uh, flowers in my craft and I'll often leave them as offerings. In fact, one of the, the spell, first spells I ever did was floating little yellow heads of dandelion in a, a bowl of water. And I actually used it to scry before I ever knew what any of that meant. But aren't those weeds? <laughs> they are. And yeah. they're also sacred herbs that are sacred to, to Hecate. And um, I, I had no idea at the time. Yeah, I picked a bunch out of my yard uh, last year because my friend wanted to make a dandelion wine. And um, I had a fucking grocery bag full of them. And he's like, yeah, it's not enough. And I was like, well, I cut the grass after. So, yeah, I mean, those are everywhere. And I'm like, well, I wish I had to use them for something else than giving them to you to make us a delicious wine. But um, here we are. That's like uh, one of my friends actually. um, Bees love them. Yes. One of my friends made a honeysuckle jam Mm. or honeysuckle jelly. You have to have 
just pounds and pounds and pounds of the stuff because it just cooks down to like nothing. Yeah. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. Yeah, that friend that gave me some, it's like bitter, but it's like one, I think she used the root of it and the other, she, I don't know. She I'm used fucking the all this flowers up. or something. Yeah, the yeah. flowers. When she made she, the tea? Yeah. yeah. And she also wanted, or she distilled it. Um, she did her whole little on the pot with the uh, bowl and let it condense or condensate and um, mm. drop down and collect that. She also uh, says she does infused um, vodkas where she just buys vodka Ooh, and yeah. then like sits in there. So she was going to do some honeysuckle ones. So I'm like all for that. Heck yeah. Um, One of my favorite things is uh, elderflower. Yes. And you oh, know what? That's I good with it. like gin and tonic mm-hmm. is elderflower. Yeah. That's not witchcraft. That's just cocktails. That's just cocktails. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite drinks. Uh, have you been to... Uh, I should have um, had a cocktail for this. <laughs> gin to really fill the botanicals and to really get into the mind space. Yeah. There you go. So what's this place? Growlers. With the big wooden door. Yes. I love that place. Yes. Have you had the Pliny the Elder? Mm. It is a... Pilsner and ginger ale and um or maybe it's ginger beer and uh elderflower liqueur it's my favorite thing in the whole world and then there's one that's like is it magic hat there's one that has the elderflower in it too yeah but um i don't know much to know i guess they do they grew around here no i think they're mostly scandinavia so but yeah I, that's I not love, local but i mean no but i love anything but, elderflower elderberry but if you find it in your mm. local abc store then it is local there you go now it's local <laughs> and you can now, use it now the, now the saint germain is local <laughs> right and so what i don't what or i guess they don't really have abc stores across state lines do they it'd just be a liquor mart i don't or know or the grocery store check with your local some, state some some places just have liquor in the grocery store yeah they're lucky we don't i know i like like i said we use whiskey that's a big one for um local spirits they always Mm. like whiskey you could probably get away with doing any kind of liquor or alcohol but then when i leave stuff for hecate or something it's always like wine like i I never feel okay like leaving beer yeah Um, she's not a beer or whiskey kind of person she's she's red wine or maybe i could do like a a pomegranate liqueur or something like that like that would be okay yeah like i have pomegranate honey i got at the ren fair oh that would be perfect yeah i use it and it's delicious even things like dandelions and, and honeysuckle that people would consider to just be weeds Mm -hmm. you know would be perfect to use in a spell you could even you know use honeysuckle and you know and some of the honey in a spell like the sweetening jar so you could add the honeysuckle to it too yeah and Um, actually okay i do need to say i think honeysuckle mm -hmm. is poisonous to a certain extent if you're talking about the leaves so okay don't like listen to this and be like i'm gonna make some tea from honeysuckle and go like get poisoned um do some research don't just make that shit yourself yeah Yeah, i mean my friend's a complete amateur but she's done it enough but i think the flowers are fine it's just like like the leaves and stuff which is kind of what i joked about earlier with mushrooms and stuff you can use them unless you're like no on that shit Mm -hmm. don't go eating random mushrooms outside yeah. um it doesn't mean you can't use them in like an offering or something yeah. but maybe check some of your local like community colleges or parks departments and stuff like that even some of the, like the state parks and things that are near you and see if they have you know like hiking tours or whatever where they'll you know teach you about the local flora and fauna so what where did we stop with um you were talking about honeysuckle sweetening yeah 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 so you could add that if you don't have like local honey or something like that you could maybe use like the honeysuckle flowers or something like that and maybe like some fresh berries or whatever you have like around you in mm-hmm. order to uh make the sweetening jar 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, you could do that. You could use sugar. Yeah. I mean, it's anything. Any the idea is anything sweet. Yeah. Just a just any kind of jar that you got laying around. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, me as a witch, I, I collect all the jars. I yeah, like we've got a ton, jars. ton yeah. of jars. But then, like another thing that I, I I mentioned here is something super easy is collecting rain. Mm-hmm. You can sit it out, bless it, or have it kind of charged. Yeah. With a full moon or whatever you want. With storm it, if there's water. a special, yeah, yeah. Um, if there's a particular heavy storm that comes through, I know we both have connections there with storms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in an area where thunderstorms this time of year are, are very frequent, really awe-inspiring. Like they can be super, yeah, um, yeah. If you want that power, that essence of that storm, mm-hmm. get some of that rainwater. Maybe boil it because I've run into we've run into the problem of we just pop a cork in it and then it, some mold and shit start mm-hmm. growing on top. But uh, maybe boil your bottles if you want to keep it for a long time. And those storms, I think, because we just talked about this too, if there's a certain energy that you want out in a spell or a curse or something, do it during a storm. Yeah. I mean, be safe. Don't be out there with a metal rod and shit. But, but like, open the windows and, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of energy going on there. I mean, that's that's something that's really common in a lot of, like, folk remedies and stuff like that and folk belief. You know, you should be cleaning with your windows open anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because otherwise the spirits can't get out. <laughs> so Yeah, the stuff you don't the want to get out, or the stuff you want out won't get out if yeah. you don't crack something. Yeah. In that same idea with the storms and using it and everything, kind of, I mean, you could do that with whatever you want. I guess if it snows and you really mm-hmm. want to use snow for something, you can freeze water. Like, that's good for stopping things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to stop somebody from doing something to you, you can always freeze their name in water. And you could take that one step for- further and use that storm water to freeze that person, thaw them out, and leave them out to dry. I mean, you could do all kinds of shit. Like, <laughs> it's all, like, kind of, you go off what you feel, and you go off what feels like it would work for you, because then that would, in turn, help amplify your intentions because that's kind of what you're trying to do anyway yeah it's kind of like when i practice i I use a lot of crystals and and minerals and stuff in my witchcraft so honestly what i'll do is i'll actually look up like the chemical components and then i'll look up the how the how it forms so is it more liquid how does it solidify what does the crystal structure look like and then I'll, i'll i'll take all of that into consideration as I perform my spell. Yeah, we put a lot of science in our shit. I do. I honestly apply a lot of the same stuff to the plants and and things that are around me as well. Like with the kudzu, when I was talking about how you could do it for prosperity magic, you know, because it's relentless, it's hard to kill, it's green, it grows so quickly, you know, so if you need something that where you really want to speed it up, maybe take a vine from some kudzu and wrap it, wrap part of your spell or whatever with it, you know, and tie it off to kind of hurry things along or speed it along. Think about the way that things grow, the way that things form, the way that things smell or taste, as long as it's safe to put in your mouth. You know, maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't put, you know, like stinging nettle in your mouth or something. That wouldn't be a good idea. We were talking about like uh, poison ivy uh, magic and poison ivy flowers using that in magic. Now with that, you want to be careful because 90% of the population is allergic to poison ivy. That's why we have those reactions. I think I might be one of the 10% or so that doesn't have a reaction, maybe. Yeah, so it was that one friend I was talking about that did all the honeysuckle stuff. Oh, yeah? Um, we'll send one of you fuckers to go get all of our poison <laughs> ivy 
<laughs> and you you'll handle and work with it. But that is that is everywhere. Yeah. I, and I love how the kudzu was kind of a joke last one, but it's like now I'm really like I fucking I want, want to some use kudzu. this. Yeah. Yes. That is such a good idea. Yeah. Um, or you know if you're using protection magic or something like that, maybe find a, a blackberry bush. Because with there are the thorns, thorns on the blackberry bush. There's a lot of those. Yep. And most of the time, you can eat those berries. We're being real vague about what you can <laughs> and can't eat on this. That's at your own discretion. Yeah, I'm not going to be held responsible for what you do with your... Berries. <laughs> stuff that you put in your body. I'm not advising you to put that stuff in your in your face hole or any other hole, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very... Uh, we're all for having control over your own body. So if you want to I mean, that's suck on, on a piece of quartz... Um, do it. It'll probably give you you some, yeah. Bringing in, when you talked about minerals, salt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can use salt for everything. You can put it in the water. You can, when you cleanse um, stuff, if you want to clean, you can smudge with incense. Use it to pass through the smoke. If you have a certain crystal or piece of jewelry or something you want to cleanse, you can put it in water. Of course, you have to be careful of what's corrosive and what reacts with salt and or water. If there's something you can't get wet, see if you can't. Put it in some salt, cover it up overnight, leave it on your windowsill. Or bury it. Oh, uh, yeah, or bury it in, in the dirt. If there's something you can't put in salt, don't put your silver jewelry in salt. You don't put it in the water either. But yeah, you, I guess you could if you take it off. But you can always pass it through smoke mm-hmm. uh, from incense and stuff. So um, Or some crystals are, you know, self-cleansing. Like selenite never needs to be cleansed. Yeah, so put it by that. Put it, you know, I, I like getting, you know, large flat chunks of selenite. Or a bo- I have a little teeny tiny bowl of selenite that I'll put things in when they first come in. You know, little tumbled stones and stuff like that. I'll put it on the little selenite plate. Or if you're like me, you let stuff harbor all the energy um, <laughs> for so long that you're kind of like, let's see what this does now. Yeah. Um, because it's been sitting here. That's um, kind of like, I, I had a somebody that tried to lecture me about not cleansing my tarot cards each in between every reading on Twitch. God. And I was just like, you know what? I like my tarot cards. I have a little stank on it. It's your, the more use you put into it, the more. Right. Just, I don't want to cleanse, cleanse all that cleanse? away. Yeah. Why I know. Why would you blank slate? I know. I, I, I'm, I'm not about that either. If that's what works for them, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I guess just, that's true. If you want to do yeah, it that way. That's how. I want to do it. Word. And I don't appreciate somebody coming in and telling me that I'm doing it wrong. Oh, I just told them kind of that they were doing it wrong. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. It's fine. That's what I do with the, we talked about pendulums. When I use it, I don't, I charged it, cleaned it. It stays in a certain spot on my altar so that it has, it's just constantly in that, like that flow and that, those connections with whatever I want it to be. Some stuff you might not want to cleanse every time, and that's fine because I don't think you have to. It's always good to do if you get it from somebody and you don't want that energy with it, that Labradorite pipe that I gave you, mm-hmm. you can leave all that energy in there. There's, It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. Um, but like if you found it, uh, if you got something at an estate sale and thought it was like really weird, you might want to cleanse that. To bring this back to local, that's just there's those are just easy ways with salt. Like everybody has salt in their house, right? Pretty much, yeah. High blood pressure or something. But you've got salt. We fucking know you've got salt. And you've probably got honey or sugar. Mm -hmm. So this is just easy ways to like, don't ever feel like you've got to uh, put on hold something you want to do. If you Mm want to do it then and there. Sometimes I'm big on, I don't don't look up recipes or books and Mm -hmm. things. Like I don't look up certain spells. Like I know what I want and I know what I want from it. And I either use what I've gained in working with these things or I'm just inspired by something or I I feel it. So I'll grab this, I'll grab that, and I'll go outside and I'll light a candle, dig a hole, 
do the thing. Say some words. Say some words in the thing. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it is. Like, and sometimes that's more effective than trying to do a whole ritual thing. But if the, the theatrics, the ritual clothing and all this stuff works for you, then do it. Because it's about getting in that mindset. The storm idea. You know, that person, I really have been meaning to put a curse on them. And here's this fucking <laughs> storm. I'm just going to do it. I'm all for using emotion. I've got emotion. a jar with a whole bunch of uh, like googly eyes in it. I'm going to stick that person's name in there with some black salt. <laughs> yeah. And, and everybody's going to see what they did. Black salt is another one. Like, we take ashes from the different sabbats that we, we do. And uh, my friend's really good about making sabbat-specific salts. Ooh. Like, ash and stuff. It might taste good. I don't know. But don't eat it. Use it in ritual. What we like to do, and I forget where this tradition comes from, we take a little bit of that ash salt. Mm-hmm. So you take that, and then we, for for Sawin, what we do is we keep, and Yule too, we do the same thing. We keep a little nugget of coal or mm-hmm. ember that didn't burn. We let it cool off, put it in a little jar or baggie, and then the next year you add that to your the start of your fire. So that you are continuing oh, to the cycle, yeah, and um, but yet you're doing a new one, and then though, so this one you don't keep any of your previous years, and then you use this year's, uh, and then we'll sprinkle that salt and bless the fire. It's like um, the starter from like a sourdough bread or something. Yeah, or like beer. You know, you've got yeah, like the, that's really cool. That's what we do with Sawin and Yule, and like you can sprinkle that salt in there on the fire, and we like to get the smoke and just kind of like cleanse the area and ourselves, mm-hmm. ready for whatever the night brings, whether that's ritual or um, burning a yule log or something because they're not always the best about doing the other sabbats but those are the two that we always um they're they're big deals in your household yeah, yeah. they're always a uh an event thing we like to have people over and have that dinner we do divination on Samhain and stuff mm-hmm. like that but anyway not to get too far off topic with the, <laughs> with the with the local stuff again those embers that burned that we keep using year over year probably came from the pine deadfall in the front yard so there i brought it back around um <laughs> And But like the salt, and I also wanted to jump from salt to uh, the use of red brick dust and chalk. Yes, I was just um, going to bring that Because you up. can do that here. Like what are the, some of the things that you can use with the red brick dust? It's very protective. It's very protective. I always heard that you should sprinkle a line of it across the thresholds of your house so Mm -hmm. windows and doors and stuff salt also works for that you can make a blend even if you wanted to throw some graveyard dirt in there you know just have fun with it really so you can always do that you can always put it into uh, a jar which is bottle type thing uh, for protection and bury it either underneath your front door if you can get to it oh i've done witch bottles but that's a whole other thing yeah Because there's all different kinds of witch bottles. So Mm -hmm. there's some that are for protection, and then there's some that are for shutting a bitch up. (laughs) The um, idea of, like, the red brick, I'm sure you can come across a brick. All you'd have to do is bang it up with a hammer. Yeah. Um, Powder it up. Yeah. I'm still thinking about that kudzu, man. (laughs) I'm really... Like, if you wanted to, if somebody is, like, spreading false gossip about you... I almost feel like you could use kudzu for that because you could almost over overtake them and like smother them. So curse cast episode two, uh, kudzu. Yeah. This isn't even, that's all this is. <laughs> We're going to do an episode on kudzu alone because it's like we accidentally opened a door here and I know it's like, I never realized how it's consuming. It is. It's invasive. There's some, there's some insane magic with that, that I never really paid attention to and you can eat that apparently out in brown says you can 
Alton Brown says you can. Mm-hmm. I would make sure that there haven't been, you know. And a nice salad. <laughs> <laughs> a newfound love for kudzu. Definitely. Um, it everywhere. Is everywhere. Is real pervasive. Just get really familiar with, you know, the stuff that grows in your backyard. You know, um, what about clover? I was going to mention clover early with dandelions Mm -hmm. because uh, my front yard gets those all the time and uh, the bees love all of that. So, like, I'll let it go a little bit because I don't like to cut it all. And, like, you see all these honeybees everywhere. Clover, I mean, well, if it's three leaf, Mm -hmm. which it usually is, you've got the connections to the, um, the three uh, with Hecate. Mm-hmm. And with other lot of, uh, lots of other Triformis. Yes. As well. Um, the whole idea with, a, I mean, if you found a four-leaf clover, which happens, or f- I would use that Or with, five, or six, yeah, or... <laughs> I would use that with luck work. Just go out there and ask, and they'll help you find it. I would use that with luck, something along that line. Protection, money, love, fidelity, exorcism, success. So it's kind of all over the place. Magical uses... A two-leafed, if you find a two-leafed clover, you shall soon also find a lover. Three-leafed, trefoil or three-leafed clover is worn as a protective amulet. Uh, Four-leafed, four-leafed clover, if worn, helps men avoid military service. It also protects against madness, strengthens psychic powers, enables you to detect the presence of spirits, and leads the wearer to gold, money, or treasures. If two people eat a four-leafed clover together, mutual love will result. You have to, like... Lady in the Trampet, or you have to... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. (laughs) Okay. I would imagine so. The five-leaved clover is powerful for for attracting money and should be worn for this purpose. And then white clover is used to work against hexes and is worn or scattered around the premises for this. Red clover, added to the bath, aids you in dealing with financial arrangements of every kind. Uh, Red clover is also used in lust potions, and uh, the infusion is sprinkled to remove negative spirits. Just... A quick look shows that... Yeah, there's so much that you can use clover. And let's go ahead. Let's look for dandelions. Dandelion has a number of medicinal properties. The sap from the stems can be used to cure warts. And the leaves can be dried and made into a tea to aid digestion. I did know that. A tincture brewed from the bright yellow flowers is believed to help with complaints related to the liver. And the root can be dried and brewed into a tea as well. Some people use dandelions to enhance psychic abilities. In some magical belief systems, the dandelion is associated with growth and transformation. Because, you know, they turn into little puffballs. Which, that's magic, too. Let's talk about that. Like, wish magic and stuff, too. Using that version of the dandelion, like the little puff Mm -hmm. pieces. You know? So even the same plant, just using different parts of it. Those are the seeds. So Mm -hmm. you've got growth there, and you've got... um, Starting of new ideas. And, yeah. And who knows why that came off first with the wishes and stuff. Um, (laughs) Maybe it's related. Clover is good. I mean, that's everywhere. I don't know about all these white and red clovers, but at least the green clover you would have. Well, they, they, what they were talking about were like the flowers. So there's red clover flowers and then there's white clover flowers. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And those little things, what are they, you can pick, like they have the little arrowhead tops you can oh, shoot them. and shoot them? You can eat the leaves of those. Can you really? Yeah, I think. <laughs> this is why I called it uh, farm to altar, because I mean... we want you to make a salad <laughs> out of all of this stuff. And um, report back and let us know if you made it. 
We talked about like uh, the weather, using weather with the storm stuff. We talked about the plants. One thing we didn't kind of get into is like if you find bones here. I mean, you've got all the like cicada shells that you find on trees. Mm-hmm. I've seen magic where people like to stuff things in the shell and Ooh. use for that. I don't know enough about it off the top of my head to like mention it. That's interesting. But I like um, that. got that. Uh, and then, but if you find bones, like that's just kind of a nice. Bones are a nice general way to connect to the other side Mm -hmm. you can use it say you had the bones of a fox you could connect to the fox with those bones or you could just use general bones in something where you want to connect more to the uh, other side we went over working with spirits like that in the last one everybody can find a bone somewhere feathers be careful about what you pick up feather wise yeah there are Um, some protected yeah any kind of bird of prey is protected here if you find a feather you can use that in like all all manner of things great air magic so great for creativity and uh inspiration using the right words maybe i should have some feathers right now (laughs) yeah you you can always find stuff just out and about um i can't tell you how many times we've been like out in the woods or hiking and one of the pockets of my backpack is full of stuff like dirt twigs Um, and acorns we didn't even talk about acorns acorns are a good one yeah so acorns are really really good uh of course it connects to uh oak magic and you know that of course would connect to odin and you know there's a lot of celtic connections too yeah acorns and oak Mm -hmm. even with hecate with with oak bridget Mm -hmm. um all that so yeah an acorn is the seed yeah it's very much like the i almost get like if you're into tarot at all, I, I get a lots of lots of like Ace of Pentacles, Ace of Wands sort of imagery with that. So it's very much about you know starting that new venture, sort of planting the seeds for you know tomorrow, that sort of thing. Mm. Also, because it's oak, it's good for protection. It brings luck, prosperity. So all kinds of reasons to to use yeah. acorns. We've used oak deadfall in our mm-hmm. fires and yule logs and such. And I'm, I really like cedar a lot. Yes. Cedar's everywhere here. I've got many of things I've carved out of cedar. Yeah. And it smells great. It does. Um, uh, and, you know, it was used a lot uh, back in the day to kind of... The thought was that it would prevent moths from coming in and mm-hmm. eating the clothes and stuff. But not only that, but cedar is a very protective magic. And it's very good for removing, like, negative entities and stuff like that yes. out of a room. So a lot of times I'll burn, like, cedar incense and stuff like that in order to, like, cleanse. I love cedar. I do, too. Plus, it, it smells so good. Right, in my in my notes for this, when I put trees, I've left out, I think, it's kudzu, man. It just infected everything. It's mm-hmm. spreading. It's got us in its, it's, it's energy. Seriously, it's, uh, there's so much that I, th- I can think of that you could use that for. Lots of flowers, which are great for any kind of uh, fertility or glamour magic or, you know, self-love sort of acts or even offerings for deities or spirits that you work with. What about magnolia leaves? What would, what could we use magnolia leaves for? Or like there's the little seed pods. Yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah. And the flowers. What stands out to you about a, a magnolia leaf? For me, it's like the duality of things. One side is brown. One side is that like kind a of tan. like, yeah, the brownish tan. And it's almost like a paper bag, like brown paper feel. Yeah. And the top is so waxy and green and shiny. There's some magic there. I almost feel like that could be like 
glamour magic or even maybe connecting to the other side. I think a lot of the same magic again with like the seed pod. I see a lot of like protection magic and what about travel? It's a it's a seed, so it's going and it's moving away to start somewhere. What new. are those little airplane ones? Oh, the, the helicopter, little, the maple, the maple. Yeah, they fall yeah, down and yeah. spin. Magnolia leaves placed under a mattress for marital happiness, fidelity, and mutual sexual attraction. Ooh, okay. That's all I got. No, um, <laughs> that's just that's just an somewhere to buy it yeah it looks like uh personal power fidelity goddess magic magnolia buds added to salad or fried can bring a sense of divine magnolia twigs buds flowers or leaves on your altar to connect to strong female goddesses like venus hera Mm -hmm. okay but i like the idea of that kind of two sides to one thing the Mm -hmm. duality of it or maybe even you know if you're in a a situation where you feel like the wool's being pulled over your eyes or something like that you know maybe use magnolia leaves in a way so that you can see you know the entirety of the story not just the pretty shiny you know one side of things yeah see the under dry yeah side so you can see it as a whole instead of you know just what they want you to see right now so we've so that's a lot of plant work we've done weather the other thing that you can do and you can call it magic you can call it whatever this connects to hecate too as one of the way to like do an offering to her is help at your local animal shelters Mm -hmm. to uh donate food that's the other idea that um as a witch when you feel like you serve the community and you're trying to help your village as a whole is to Mm -hmm. donate your time volunteer things like that with like animal shelters homeless shelters donate food things like that volunteer to go and clean up a park or a river or a stream or Mm -hmm. side of a road even that also if we're going to talk about you know local witchcraft and stuff like that uh, i had a friend who actually used to live down the street from me here who would frequently you know go out would pick up roadkill on the like the side of the the road Mm -hmm. and prepare the you know the remains that were left and she would actually you know decorate or use the the bones within her own craft so yeah. it was it was really really I've done neat that. <laughs> yeah you know so and i mean be careful with you know birds and things like that and always you know wear gloves and i mean it's not going to smell that pretty but you get used to it wear gloves be clean cuz i mean it is decaying yeah um and decomposing so there's going to be bacteria afoot yeah and it is going to stink. But, I mean, that's kind of what we do. It's like, it's uh, not always honestly, pretty, but like, sometimes... One of the things that she would say is that she would actually have one of the, like, the respirator masks. Mm-hmm. And she would actually put, like, a little uh, drop of, like, vanilla that's essential oil or something like that. That's what fucking plague doctors did. Yeah. I, I mean, essentially. It's it's kind of like having a, a pomade at the end of your nose and just being like... So, it, it kind of helps the smell. So, there you go. And sometimes it's nice to kind of recognize the unpleasantness slash ugly side slash dirty side because witchcraft is not just bright light happy fun clean sometimes you've got to get dirt on your fingers sometimes you have to use the bones of something you know what i mean like yeah it's not it's that duality it's um the liminal space between life and death between everything like not everything could be pretty and sometimes you have to you know get a little dirty to get shit done yeah and so with that idea, what are some things that, uh, with the the talking about the community and stuff and benefiting it and donating time? Obviously, 
you want to be able to like if you have any like little area shops things like that um support them we support ours um it's easy to buy books off amazon Mm -hmm. it's easy to buy in bookstores but you might pay a little bit more but you're supporting your community you want that there if you like the shop and you like something that's there if you can spend the extra couple bucks to buy the book there instead of on amazon guess what? That shop's going to be there for you next time you want something that you're not going to get on Amazon. But you build community. You get to know each other. That comes down with um, can't avoid talking witchcraft and being a community without where we are now with things. There's something to be said about that local witchcraft sometimes just being supporting other witches and other um, non-witches. They don't have to be witches. People that uh, are suffering oppression and their rights being violated and taken away from them. If you're lucky enough to have yours, then use that. Use your voice. Coming from me, who is a straight white male, I try to use my voice as best I can because I know, unfortunately, by not any choosing of mine, it's louder than mm-hmm. other people. That, to me, is witchcraft. I am affecting, I'm making change I'm trying to affect change and I'm trying to implement my will in when it's building up that community and um, helping fellow witches and non-witches. We don't want to be like just, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it's like if if that's not a spell in of its own right or a curse or protection, then what is? We just talked about um, seeing stuff floating around, too, about how uh, people don't want politics into the mention of witchcraft but it's but at its mm. core po- political and yeah you- witchcraft has always tended to be the refuge of the marginalized the people who have had their power taken from them there's a reason people are scared of it yeah and uh because we can make things happen and we don't need somebody else's permission in order to do it because it's all self-taught it's all self-led and it's about taking your power back and learning how to raise your voice and use your voice and and to question the norm and i think that that has always been inherently political i think that it's incredibly important especially in this day and age for us to use our voice and use our craft to uplift others who may be in situations that are not as well off as we are uh, I have it a lot better than than some people that are out there but at the same time there are other people out there who have it better than me because you know they identify as male or they are ab- able-bodied and I am disabled you know so there are ways that you know they can de- definitely use their voice in order to benefit me, but I can also use my voice to lift up the trans community or people of color or, you know, any number of people who have been oppressed over the years. So it's, I think that's incredibly important to consider within your own local community is how you can make that community better and fight for it to be a better, more wonderful community for everyone, not just the people who have the power. Yeah, and that's, like I said, I think that's a a great way to view a local witchcraft and just being a local, decent human being anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have the time, devote it to helping, whether it's money, time, like I said, um, animal shelters, women's shelters, whatever you can. Um, Learn the organizations in your area, Mm -hmm. uh, which ones are legit and which ones aren't. Because we know the bigger ones can be full of shit. 
Right. Um, but at the same time, I'm also somebody who's registered as a clinic escort for Planned Parenthood. Yes. So, you know, it's there's all kinds of stuff that you can do within your, your own village in order to make it a better place. And sometimes that means going and sitting in on city council meetings mm-hmm. and uh, making petitions to local or state or even federal government to change laws that are unjust or unfair. Yes. And... Isn't that what the witch has always done? Always. Yes. Even um, offerings to local spirits, to hexing the patriarchy, (laughs) to buying a book from your local witch shop. Um, These are all things that you can do as a local witch and within your community. Again, it's just, it's something as a solitary witch and someone who's practiced with other solitary friends who don't necessarily practice together, but get together for all this stuff. Having that community is something I didn't know at first that I thought would be um, so beneficial, but just to know you've got like a group that's got your back and they don't even just have to live down the street from you. You can build online communities. Yeah, don't let that push you away from thinking like, oh, well, I don't know anybody around here because some people aren't lucky enough to have or know or get out enough but it's just make your own little coven you know and be a part of ours because we love it we want to hear things that we could do to help you like i mean that's another reason for this podcast not just pure entertainment to give a voice to people that maybe can't just get out have a group meeting Mm -hmm. um or don't feel comfortable online or something and you just want to listen to this in your car you're one of us uh we're one of you we want to expand our community and village everybody wants to change the world i know i do But um, the easiest way to do that is to start small and local. Um, So why wouldn't your uh, spells and witchcraft and your ingredients and all that fun stuff come from there and spread outward? That's right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds excellent. We're on point. We're on point. Uh, And don't forget, um, kudzu is a thing. It is edible. I was just going (laughs) to say, I think think we need to... to sign off and, and go make ourselves a kudzu salad with with some fried magnolia blossoms apparently yeah <laughs> how do those taste like a um squash blossom those are good oh those are good or like grape leaves okay so anyway all right we're gonna go find something to eat yeah <laughs> all right guys uh just remember stay creepy and hex the patriarchy mm-hmm. bye cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by bones mcwilliams and cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams and Nicholas Ely. The theme for Curse is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Curse on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursecast. Sticks and stones and cricket and bones, but Nick is not on the show.